Welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. Endless studies have shown that practicing positive self-talk can really help you reduce stress, reduce anxiety, reduce feelings of depression, while it actually increases self-esteem, happiness, overall life satisfaction. So if you are someone who's struggling with the negative sides of mental health, then positive self-talk, positive affirmations and other tools can really be powerful to switch up your game switch the quality of your life up and get you through tough times. I did a podcast on affirmations a while back. It was, I think, episode four, how to teach yourself happiness. So listen in on that once you've done with this episode, if you want more on this topic and if you want to dive deeper into the topic of affirmations. This podcast is not going to be just about affirmations. Um, it will actually be about our inner voice, you know, what is your inner voice really saying to you? What is it trying to say? Or are you suppressing it? You know, how can you align back with your inner self-talk, empower it and tune it up and make it more positive and really helpful for your life rather than that voice that keeps telling you, you suck, you did this wrong. Why are you always so shitty at this? You know, let's turn things around and talk to ourselves in a more positive way, in a more energizing way. Okay, but let's start at where we are today. How are you feeling right now? How are you feeling about yourself? How are you feeling about your week? How is it going? Are you getting your stuff done or are you still playing catch up? Are you still playing catch up with the year, you know? Where has this year gone? I mean, we're in freaking August. We have five months left. Have you given up on your annual goals? Have you even set any? Or are you feeling like you're always limping behind somewhat? I mean, you know, five months left to accomplish stuff this year. If you feel like, you know, annual goals or are kind of like what drives you. So, Five months left might make you want to scream and hide or it might push you off your sofa and spring into gear and be like, yes, let's do it. I feel up for it, you know, or it might actually make you feel even more stuck. Like, oh, my God, how am I going to turn things around? You know, it's less than half a year left. <laughs> it's nearly Halloween, isn't it? I mean, I've seen Halloween stuff being sold in the shops now. So this year might as well be over, right? Um, whatever you feel, however you view yourself and your accomplishments, you know, the way you view yourself, the way you judge yourself is largely defined by, guess what, your inner voice. So what you deem good or bad, that's coming from your inner voice, you know, that's what you keep telling yourself, that inner voice says that was good, that was bad, you know. It's kind of like, how do you compare yourself to others? How do you compare yourself to what you actually 
wanted to achieve or wanted to look like or wanted to become or wanted to feel like compared to where you're actually right now. So that comparison happens in your head and that's your inner voice, right? Telling you, you did it or you didn't do it or you, you will never do it, you know? That limiting belief is also your inner voice telling you. And whilst that inner voice doesn't necessarily come from really you, it comes from external expectations and so on, but it's really how you talk to yourself that will define how good you feel about yourself, right? So if you are having these feelings of being stuck in a rut or if you're feeling unhappy and you know if you feel like you want to change something but you you can't really follow through then then this episode is really for you because if you have no idea how to get to where you want to be from your current situation to get to where you really want to be then i've got some answers and i've got some techniques for you in this podcast so stay tuned let's start with that inner voice our inner voice should really be you know in an ideal world it's a compass right it's some like the metaphor for that inner voice is that inner guidance that intuition the guide from our like heart and soul and mind and whatever like shows us a way and helps us maneuver through life you know like i mean i guess i would say to me that sounds a bit like intuition so it's an honest voice of reason that comes from within, not from what others think we should do or from worse, from what we think others think we should do. So, you know, this is not our interpretation of the external world's expectations on us, but in an ideal world, our inner voice should really be based on our values, on our guiding principles, on what we think is right and wrong for us, right? So if we then stay true to and embrace and listen to our inner voice, then we can take the lead as a captain of our own life and have the secret weapon that keeps us on track, keeps us safe, guides us towards opportunities and away from threats. I mean, <laughs> doesn't that sound dreamy? Um, that feeling of real autonomy, autonomy and that real feeling of, you know, being in control of our lives, right? And being in control of our destinies. So we sometimes see that in people where we feel like, wow, they really got themselves figured out, you know, they really do what they're meant to do, like leaders or influential people who seem to be, you know, having this grip on their lives. They're very intentional, very conscious, have strong opinions, articulate them really well. So yeah, sure, wouldn't that all be nice, you know, some believe in ourselves. So that's kind of like the extrapolated version, I guess, of being really in tune with yourself, with your values, with what you want to do and speak your truth, be unafraid, you know, that type of thing. And I get it. That might feel a little out of reach and maybe even straight up unimaginable from where you are right now. But, and this is a big but, <laughs> pun intended, it's possible, you know. You just have to make some upgrades to your habits, to your mindset and really enable yourself to tune into that inner voice again. And yes, you might not end up on a stage and be the celebrated, you know, thought leader, but 
you might feel happier and more in tune with your life and more like your life is guided by you and not by external expectations that go through your inner voice into your mind unfiltered, you know. But the inner voice actually can become that type of filter where you're like, no, wait, that's an expectation I will not live up to, you know. And yeah, that's an expectation that's actually aligned with what I want to achieve. So I go for it. You will be able to shift your energy to the things that are important to your life and not important to your mom's life or your neighbor's life or your boss's life, you know. Um, so you will actually be able to figure out what's really key to achieve for you and swing that way a little bit more and have that inner voice trained to filter that for you. Um, I love this quote from Thomas Edison, uh, Edinson that um, kind of always brings it to the point for me when, when I'm feeling kind of like moments of doubt or kind of like lack the trust in change. And that quote says, if you think you've exhausted all options, just remember that you haven't. That sums it up perfectly, right? There's always a way. If you think you've exhausted all options, just remember that you haven't. So if you feel stuck and you feel like there's no way out, just remember there is a way out. You know, you just haven't found it yet. So maybe I can help you find that way. So let's get into those three steps to tune up your inner voice and get back that agency, that leading role in your life. Um, but before we get into those, let me tell you a quick slice out of my own life. A few years ago, I was living, you know, my life as I knew it, as I built it, as I created it, as a mom, as a wife, as a regional lead in a global media agency, living in London, the city where I always wanted to live, where I lived over a decade, traveling the world for my work, to see friends, just for, you know, curiosity, enjoying my life, kind of, you know, the life that I built. And then COVID hit. And my life, like, you know, I've been talking about this a lot on my podcast. Many lives have been turned upside down. And a lot of changes hit me over, you know, the next months and years. Um, after the first lockdown, I got stuck back home in Berlin, the city where I was born and raised, uh, but not the city where I chose to live. I chose to live in London. Um, I, I got stuck in Berlin, basically, and with my daughter. And when lockdown eased, my husband at the time had found a job in Berlin. We um, decided it would be a good time to actually relocate to Berlin. And I felt completely uprooted, you know, moving countries away from the love of my life, London, you know, away from all the friends or my adult friendships um, that I had built over that, over those 12 years in London, moving away from the life, the routines, the, you know, every day, everything um, that I knew, going back home to a city where I never really saw myself living and reconnecting with with friends but also reconnecting with i guess my roots in a way so 
it was a very confusing time. My marriage also um, didn't really work out being back together after being separated and during the lockdown physically separated and then actually ending up really separating and divorcing in the middle of it all of all this change uh, being far away from my friends my routines in that other country you know that i kind of knew but didn't really know anymore and just trying to stay above water you know trying to survive um this was a change that was a broad it was brought upon me it wasn't something i wanted covid happened lockdowns happened you know people lost their jobs people lost a lot you know and um, and I just couldn't come to terms with it it was like a breakup that I didn't ask for um, to move away from my life and, and rebuild a life elsewhere and, and I was so deeply stuck in frustrations in what ifs in resentments um, the metaphor I used for it was I never really got off the plane from London to Berlin. I kind of was for probably a good 18 months or so. I was I was just stuck in that rut uh, of not being, you know, getting off that plane. It's it's only been a year or so now where I feel like I've really arrived in Berlin. I've been kind of like rebuilding my life and you know, the happiness was there sooner than that, but but I just hadn't really arrived and come to terms with the life change. So it's the what ifs, it's the resentments, and it's, you know, losing that inner compass. I had tuned out my inner voice. I had completely lost connection to that inner guiding light. Um, there wasn't anything I was trying to work towards. I was just trying to stay above water. I had no vision, I had no goal. I was just surviving, getting through the endless to-dos of resettling, life admin, you know, moving, divorcing, settling my daughter into, you know, new kindergartens like three times in Berlin. Like it was just a lot, you know, and and obviously on work, keeping up a full-time job on the side of it all, um, it was overbearing. There was no time to actually think about what I wanted. And none of this was what I wanted. So there was a little bit of that resentment as well, where I was like, well, I didn't want any of this. This is all happening to me. This is so unfair. So I felt sad, I felt down, I felt misunderstood, and I felt really lonely with it as well, because I had no idea how to take action or how to even ask for help. I mean, I was ashamed to ask for help because to be honest, I was in that golden cage of Yes, it was the best decision for my family to relocate to Berlin, but that I didn't actually want it. I couldn't say that, you know, and that I missed my home of London. I couldn't really say that. Um, and, and I didn't feel like anyone understood. Whoever I said it to, they said, well, then just move back to London. And, you know, it's just not as easy as that when you're in the middle of divorce, when you're in the middle of, like, you know, you have a small child trying to settle them, you have families, expectations all those type of things. And I just didn't know what I wanted anymore. And worse, I assumed I had to figure it out alone. You know, I thought, you know, it's bad that I don't know what I want, but it's worse that I'm alone to figure it out now because I'm in my mid thirties. Now I'm in my late thirties. And how do I figure it out alone? So I did, you know, what I had to do. I dwelled in my misery. 
until I really felt that urge to do something, until the pain of being stuck, of being lonely, of pushing away people, of, you know, staying, you know, keeping distance and, you know, and also being so out of touch with myself, um, all that pain got too big to bear any longer. So I decided I need some help and I got the outside perspective from a stranger a few years ago. I found a life coach and she implemented journaling and visualization work straight away. It was brilliant because it was something I would have never thought I needed. I was so bad at it at the beginning as well. She kept saying to me, this is great, you write all these observations, you know, in your journal, but you don't go any deeper, like get in touch with yourself, you know, go deeper, like how, why is this? How is this? How can you change it? How can you get deeper? And I, I had to learn to actually hear myself again. That was crazy. And it was a learning I never thought I needed but it, it was the basis of, um, of an actual seismic shift in my life. So together with my coach and really conscious friends and, and family, I really got to shift my mindset towards opportunity again from this victim mindset, from feeling stuck, from feeling I've been dealt an unfair hand in life. Um, and felt too ashamed to say it because I was in that golden cage of a great job, a healthy, lovely daughter and supportive family and friends. But feeling so miserable on the inside kept me in that victim mindset, kept me trapped. So I shifted my mindset towards opportunity through visioning again, through journaling, through getting to know myself and gave myself permission to be me again. And actually at the beginning, I couldn't even give myself that permission out of guilt or fear, I guess. But, um, but it was my coach, it was friends who were like, you know, don't you remember you are like this? And like, where's your wit, your sharp humor, you know, like all those things to just reconnect with myself again. And once I felt enabled, I, you know, I was able to really go for it again. So when I got that permission and I gave myself that permission to change, to be there for myself, to take responsibility for myself, to actually dream again, to vision again, then I was able to, you know, build life again, to listen to myself, what I want, what I don't want. And, you know, sometimes it's been baby steps, sometimes it's been a leap. But when I changed my energy and my mindset, towards opportunity that's when things started happening so i just at this point i just want to remind you before we get into the three steps i want to remind you that you are strong you are powerful and you have potential and even if it's so deep buried that you don't feel it right now you can actually find back to your core being and you can reconnect with your purpose through journaling meditation or the help of a coach or professional there is also a way back to happiness, you know, not just to yourself, but to yourself being happy. You are able to handle whatever happens and you need to trust that inner voice and tune it up so loud that it can guide you and that you can never avoid it again and bury it again. 
And once you've accomplished, you know, hearing yourself again, listening to that guidance, feeling that happiness come back as well, you will feel that sense of control in your life. You will feel less frustrated. You will be less naggy. You will feel less like a victim. You will feel less like you need to shift blame onto others to make yourself feel better. You will actually be able to empower yourself to take responsibility and to change things, to make the right decisions. And to not just say like, oh, my husband's never doing that. Or, oh, my friends are like this and that. So, you know, it's not me, it's them. You will shift from that mentality and you will actually be like, okay, I mean, I need to get out of that funk. I need to feel better. I need to make myself feel better so that I can shift the energy around me. And then I can also hold others accountable for treating me badly. But I'm not, they're not treating me badly just because I feel bad, but to actually make people realize that they treat me badly if they actually hurt me. I can say that hurt me instead of just feeling like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when people hurt me. So taking responsibility again, taking over that agency, that feeling of control in your life and being able to see what's right and wrong again through the lens of empathy and love and connection rather than through the lens of building walls and feeling like a victim you know it's a it's a warped view when we look at life from a victim's mentality rather than from an empowered mentality where we feel like okay they actually didn't do me wrong they actually did what was right for them and if that was wrong for me, that's kind of for me to deal with rather than, you know, for them. And, and that really is empowering and that really helps um, you get back on track, you know, and see experiences not as failures, but as learning. Anyway, let's get to those three steps to get you out of that rut, to get you closer to the goals you want to achieve, to get you closer to what you know, your life truly is meant to be for you. So the first thing, number one, 100% is self-reflection. I feel like there's such a difference between someone who is reflecting on their behavior and someone who is just being, I guess, blindly guided by pains and fears and anger. So... You know, if, when we look at ourselves, when we're being hurt, for example, when, when someone hurt us, someone said something hurtful, if you reflect on how did it feel? What did you think in the moment? How did you react? How would you have rather reacted? Why did it hurt you? Where does that come from? Was it something triggered by the person, but there was actually an old wound? Or was it actually something that person keeps doing to you? Is it boundaries you need to reset? Or is it a conversation you need to have? Is it people you need to change? Like, you know, not in terms of like changing people, you can't change people, but like be less in touch with those type of people who suck energy or who hurt you. Do you need to change your surroundings? Do you need to change your situation? Like shift from the, they did that to me, so I got angry at them, you know, shift from the, reactive mindset to actually 
understanding yourself, having that compassion with yourself. Where's that pain coming from? Where's that hurt coming from? What has triggered you to react in that way? And how can you react better in the future? You know, the more you do this kind of exercise, the more you learn about yourself, the more you are giving your inner voice attention again, you know, so self-reflection is really the key to transformation and growth here. Um, if you want to do a little bit of a, uh, a worksheet on self-reflection um, and journaling specifically, um, I really like journaling. I don't do it daily, but I like to do it um, kind of like on a weekly basis now on specific topics that swirl in my mind. Um, if you want to do that, there are um, some worksheets, free worksheets on journaling, on meditation, those kind of things on my website, katherinenuss.com. Nuss as one word, .com. In the learn section, you can download them. And I recommend you roll with this for like a week or 10 days or so. Just do a little bit of writing, reflection every day and just, you know, get into that mindset of self-awareness and, and how that makes you feel. Get to know yourself a little better. Give a little bit more attention to that inner voice. Like where are reactions, patterns, thoughts, feelings, angers, fears where are they coming from you know we can't live a life without fear we can't live a life probably without anger but we can understand ourselves and take the blow out of it and take the blame out of it as well um, to actually be able to connect with others more deeply and, and be more vulnerable and um, and actually share why we reacted that way or why something hurt us or triggered us all right so self-reflection number one go to to feel happier, to feel more empowered, you need to get to know yourself better. The second thing is, once you know yourself better and the more you reflect and the more you know what sucks your energy, what, does you, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel upset, like the clearer your boundaries will become. Your inner voice will scream if someone oversteps and you will hear her again, you know. And you will listen to her because, you know, it's the only way to respect yourself and it's the right way to love yourself. So say no, speak up, say stop. That's what self-care is. It's not a bubble bath, you know, and then getting back into the rat race. No, self-care is self-respect. It's listening to your own inner voice, setting those boundaries, saying enough is enough, you know. And the third step to reconnect with yourself is habits. I'm really big on daily habits, you know. Uh, I, I've done an, a podcast episode on this, episode three about building healthy habit foundation in your life. I'm all for switching up your daily habits. The better food, better nutrition, more time in nature, more time with solitude, you know, even if it's 20 minutes a day for yourself, you're busy, you're working, you've got kids, you've got a life, you've got partner, friends, family, everything. Give yourself 10, 20 minutes a day where you don't just do the simple, easy thing of escaping on Netflix, but where you actually proactively spend time in nature, reflect a little bit, take a walk, think about your day or like things you want to do, let your mind wander, exercise, quality sleep. You know, they're the little things that become the big things really, you know? Do this for you, switch up your habits, especially around food, exercise, nutrition. So if you follow those three steps of self-reflection journaling, 
setting clearer boundaries and having healthier habits in your life, then, you know, this will show you how you can not only bring yourself closer to yourself, but also help alleviate frustrations and misunderstandings with others. You know, if you're clearer about what you want and what you don't want, if you know it better and if you're clearer in communicating it, then, you know, others can also be clearer about communicating with you. You'll be more authentic. You'll feel more able to ask for help and frustrations will come up less and less, hopefully, you know. But I tell you that this isn't a quick fix, but it's a mindset change for a happier and more aware life. This isn't daily things you need to do, but it's just, you know, tweaks and upgrades, you know, instead of choosing an unhealthy snack, choose a healthier one. Instead of watching another episode of something on Netflix, choose sleep, you know, or choose to spend the time just writing 30 minutes in your journal or you know, quieting your mind before bedtime to have more quality sleep. It's those little shifts from the, I don't want to call it laziness because it feels judgmental. And I mean, I do, I do it too, you know, but it's shifting from escaping your life to actually dealing with your life and escaping your life is the endless, you know, box set, uh, watching, um, movie, escaping, drinking, alcohol, um, just being out with friends who don't add any value to your life. And there's nothing wrong with it, but don't overdo it. You know, reduce the things that don't add value, increase the things that add value and you will see a shift. You know, if we want to be happier, we have to really empower ourselves, right? And the starting point is our inner voice to start hearing her again, to start trusting her again and to tune her up to be ourselves again, unapologetically. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. For any feedback, thoughts, or if you want to be part of this podcast, submit a question or be a guest on my show, please contact me via the below contact details. Lastly, a quick disclaimer. This podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only, and it's not a replacement for therapy. If you need help, please seek the advice of your doctor or therapist.